0: Lazy Persons Book Club presents
1: You can blame it on the season Blame it on the weather Oh, blame it for no reason On a feather, Blame it on
0: Hoboken. on Hoboken It's the funny, music-fueled modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown
1: You can blame it on the game Blame it on the bat Oh, blame it on my name It doesn't matter you Today's it episode, it on... Would You Carolyn? Brought to you by Groovy girls, Groovy girls, gracious fellas, lift their spirits at Still Cellars.
0: Still Sellers Distillery and Art House, located in the creative heart of Longmont, Colorado. Still But
1: baby, stay with me. You can blame it on the game, blame it on the battle, oh, blame it on my name. It doesn't matter, you can blame it on Hoboken. Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates has been using Euclid's proof of perfect numbers to try and find true love on a deadline. She's met and hired a pushy male matchmaker named Jimmy Foss, who she met in a Hoboken, New Jersey, Sinatra impersonators club called the Friends of Frank. Jimmy has introduced Carolyn to heartbroken custom furniture salesman Ned Allen, and with Jimmy's help, Carolyn has been taking the five steps to love with Ned without him knowing it until almost the very last second. We join Carolyn now at her favorite landmark in New York City, the grave of the 19th century poet Enid Hobb, where she and Ned are about to get married. Carolyn and Ned were getting married in the churchyard garden, just a few feet from the gravestone of Enid Hobb. White folding chairs bedecked with paper garlands led from the churchyard gate to the altar. The signs of last night's big storm were clear. But birds, those aviary optimists, were singing happily on the bare branches, and the flower beds looked even better unruly. Enid Hobb's gravestone was in its usual place, doing nothing or everything at once, depending on your point of view. But today, even the most familiar sights were looking new to Carolyn. She read the message on the front of Enid's gravestone. She studied the heart and the arrows engraved on its side. And she fell in love with Enid's story all over again. My one true love eternal, Carolyn thought. And then she sighed a miracle sigh. Hmm... Now she and Ned had planned a small wedding. They were prepared to have a tiny one. They had invited everyone on such short notice, but amazingly everyone they had invited was here. Seating was tight, but the crowd didn't mind. In fact, they seemed to be enjoying the struggle in an urban Darwinian subway car at rush hour kind of way. Wendy and Rodney were the last guests to arrive. The two teenagers made an attractive couple. Wendy, Carolyn's high school intern, was wearing a black dress with a blue crinoline. Rodney, her boyfriend with blue hair, was wearing a skinny blue suit with a black shirt and a bow tie. These seats available? Wendy asked a couple who had put their jackets on the seats to either side of them. The couple responded by taking their jackets off of the unadjoining seats. Sorry. That's almost nice, but gives us two seats that aren't together. This is a wedding, right? So, we'd prefer two seats, you know, together? Oh, we'll just slide over this way.
0: Geez, kids today are tough. Thanks a million, you guys. Oh, We're a little stressed here because we're not just guests, we're, we're the unofficial videographers. Oh, that's nice. We can post the ceremony on True City Tourist site tonight. It'll make a great surprise gift.
1: I'm sure you and your girlfriend will do an excellent job. You both seem like very creative and lovely people. Rodney lifted the camera to his face, but even from a distance, Carolyn could see he was blushing. Her attention would have wandered even further into the crowd, but the wedding processional was starting.
0: Here we go. You ready, Miss Caro?
1: I'm not sure ready is the right word, but I wouldn't miss this for the world. Carolyn and Aggie walked to the Aww. foot of the wedding aisle. Aww. Aww.
0: Aww. Is that the little girl from La Marisa, in the pink dress, drawing rose petals up the aisle? She's adorable.
1: Ned's nephew, little Allie, was the ring bearer. He was walking up the aisle with the two wedding rings on a velvet pillow, and things were going fine until... Oops! Oh, Oh, no. no! Little Allie tripped on a pebble. The pillow with the rings oh, no. flipped upside down, oh, no. But something incredible happened.
0: The pillow's upside down, but the rings are still attached to
1: it. And it's magic.
0: It's dental floss. I tacked the rings to the velvet with a strand of it, just in case. That was very smart of you, miss. It's a little art school trick. Looks invisible. Holds like steel. A strong invisible structure is the secret of good design. I would know, for I, not to brag, am Beltram by Beltram.
1: In case you don't know, Beltram by Beltram is a really famous fashion designer. He designed Carolyn and Aggie's wedding dresses. Hey, that's my cue. See you soon.
0: Excuse me, radiant bride. Is this where the world's most awesome wedding is happening?
1: This is the place. Are you ready to take the leap?
0: You bet I am. Un... Un? Until forever. You thought I was going to backtrack and say unless... Admit it.
1: Until you didn't. (laughs) Once again, Carolyn and Ned's little inside joke worked its magic. They both laughed. And that laugh made everything better. Anything was possible, potentially. Yep, the only thing missing, it seems, are the parents of the bride. And just as Caroline was seriously wondering where her parents were, little Hans and Miss Czipeski showed up right behind her with her parents in tow.
0: Do not worry, Caroline. We are here. And your parents are with us. Thank
1: you for finding them. I mean, I know getting lost is my parents' thing.
0: I, do prefer to get lost, personally, given the proper opportunity. But... There are times to pursue one's personal happiness and times to delay this pursuit for a more appropriate time. After dinner, perhaps. What matters is that we're all here now.
1: And just like that, the bridal party was assembled. Ellen and Alan Allen came to lead Ned up the and aisle. Ned's
0: getting married! <laughs> that looks like an interesting path. Carolyn's
1: mother started wandering after her, but little Hans kept her in check
0: this way, please. Oh, right.
1: And her father headed off on his own.
0: See you at the altar.
1: It was a perfectly imperfect scenario and everything she could have hoped for. With a smile and another miracle sigh, Carolyn followed the group up the aisle to take Ned's hand.
0: We conclude this episode of Sharon Glassman's Novel with Songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order,
1: Joan Bremer Holden as Carolyn's mom, Eric Eil as Carolyn's dad, Andre Jaramik as Little Hans, Nina Raleigh as Aggie, and Ellen Allen. Veronica Straight Lingo as Wendy, Seth Palmer Harris as Rodney, Dallas Heltzel as The Man Who Believes in Magic, and the aggrieved wedding seat sitter. Connor Magyar as Ned, Beltram by Beltram and Little Allie. Sharon Glassman as Carolyn
0: and the narrator. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Terine. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio 2B or Not 2B in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass.